This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1042. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and while I read to you from great books and articles that educate us on relationships every other day of the week, I'm here on Saturdays to take questions from listeners and answer them on the show. And the one I'll be featuring today is of particular importance because it exemplifies how a very conscious act of kindness and giving can go wrong. There's a lot of talk from myself and our contributing authors about the good results of taking action, especially positive action to overcome difficult times. But of course, this can still lead to more difficulty in many cases. So here's a question that came in from someone who is already, rightfully, taking great action to improve upon herself, but has still run into a roadblock. Let's hear what she has to say, try to give her some help, and start optimizing your life. How come nobody goes out of their way to help or support me when I do this for so many others? So again, it's interesting to hear a question coming from someone who is making clear attempts to live in the right way. There's always more to uncover, though, so let's see if we can dig deeper and, uh, and help you out. Now, I've talked a lot about how action comes before motivation. So, for example, you know, someone who doesn't like their job won't necessarily feel excited about starting the job search all over again in search of something new. And rather than waiting for some rush of excitement to just materialize out of nowhere, aka motivation, it's often more useful for them to just commit to start applying a little bit each day, even if they don't feel like it. After doing this, momentum is gained, the person is exposed to new job possibilities, their hope is restored because of that, and motivation has generated itself as the result of action. That being said, there are always bits of motivation, or at least reasoning, behind action, whether the action comes first or second. So in the example I just provided, though the person might not feel like applying to jobs, there's still a trace of motivation underneath the action, or their goal, which is ultimately to find a job. No action is made without the hope of some result on the other side, is what I'm getting at. So for you, asker of this question, it's wonderful that you have taken action the action of giving generously. But let's take a look at the motivation or reasoning underneath, the goal that you want to achieve through these acts of generosity. The first question I want you to ask yourself is, why am I giving so much? So let's focus for a moment on what you get from this giving and why it makes you happy. Are you giving because you feel it's your duty to give to these people? Are you giving because someone has given to you in the past and you know how impactful it can be for the one who is receiving? Uh, are you giving because you have a surplus of something? Are you giving to others to teach them a lesson about you or about themselves? So in answering questions like these, 
which is something only you can do. I sure can't do it for you. What you'll start to uncover is just how transactional this giving really is. There will always be some transaction, even if it's just wanting to feel like you did the right thing in exchange for donating a billion dollars to charity. But just how much receipt are you on the lookout for? How transactional is it? That's what I'm getting at. Now, in what I'm about to say, I want you to know that I am in no way blaming you, nor do I want to assume too much. But my guess is that there is a lot of transaction in this for you if you have to ask me this question in the first place. How come nobody goes out of their way to help or support me when I do this for so many others? Why do these others need to help or support you? Why should they be expected to? Can your giving to them not be just a one-way street? Can you not give just to give with next to no transaction? Needing or even wanting others to give back is a form of codependency. And while exploring why you may not feel fully dependent on yourself is an entirely different conversation that is unique to you, it may be the more important conversation to be having right now. I'll give you a little boost, though. That conversation starts by you asking the second question I want you to ask yourself, which is, have I taken care of my own needs first? And I want to briefly interject here to highly recommend a fantastic article that explores this with both great detail and great simplicity. It is called The Martyr Complex, How to Stop Feeling Like a Victim and Create Healthy Relationships. That can be found on psychcentral.com, and it is by Sharon Martin. She is an LCSW, or Licensed Clinical Social Worker, and author of the CBT Workout for Perfectionism, Evidence-Based Skills to Help You Let Go of Self-Criticism build self-esteem, and find balance. So again, it's called The Martyr Complex, How to Stop Feeling Like a Victim and Create Healthy Relationships by Sharon Martin on psychcentral.com. So this martyr complex that is alluded to in the title is a psychological term used to describe those who constantly volunteer themselves to the needs of others. They give, give, and they give some more, often unaware of the fact that in doing so, they're sacrificing their own needs. No matter how much good-hearted people like those with a martyr complex might like it to be so, the fact is that you just can't give to or support the needs of others as optimally without first meeting your own needs. So consider your intrinsic needs and values. You might get a good start on what they are by considering what you're looking to get in return for all the giving and supporting you're doing. Get clear about them. Which of them aren't being met? why they aren't being met, and how they can start to be met in a way that is as non-transactional as possible. All this talk, though, has been about you. Before we wrap things up, let's consider those on the other side of the equation. Let's consider the effect that your martyrdom is having on those who are being given to and supported. So martyrdom, while noble, is flawed. Giving is a great thing to do. I've discussed this many times. But giving excessively, which can probably be determined by giving at the expense of one's own needs, that runs a really high risk of generating expectation on both sides. Friction, not to mention resentment, is already being developed in your desire to have others help and support you as you are to them. But on their side, after the familiarity of being coddled and taken care of by you sets in, they could very well build an increasing reliance on and expectation of these continued acts of service. Over time and after enough repetition, what was once a favor given by you can start to feel like the norm for both parties. And though they have no right to, it's still easy for them to start developing a feeling of being owed something by you. 
So in conclusion, the consistent offering of oneself made out of conjunction with the satisfaction of one's own needs, while feeling like the right thing to do, can offer more harm than good over an extended period of time. So take some time to create healthy selfishness in your life. And given how far along you are in your path of giving, it will be sure to help you as well as help others. Asker, thank you so much for sending this question in. It was a really important one and a strong example of how our perception of our struggles can often offer insight into something a bit deeper and maybe unexpected. In this case, I wonder if it's your own needs. Hopefully that's at least given you something to think about. And everyone else, if you have a question of your own that you would like help with on the show, you can email it on into us at advice at oldpodcast.com, advice at oldpodcast.com. I do get back to everyone, and most questions end up on the show. And if they don't, I still offer help and insight through email. So thanks for tuning in today, folks, and I hope you'll join me for some narration again in tomorrow's episode, where I will have a post from Introvert Deer, and where your optimal life awaits. <laughs>